I am New York City-based psychotherapist Nikita Banks, a licensed clinical social worker, and I am your host of the Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. The Black Therapist Podcast is a place where we will discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. You can listen to our show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. You can follow us on Instagram, The Black Therapist Podcast, or you can hit us up on our website and sign up for our mailing list at blacktherapistpodcast.com. Also, on our website, you can find the links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. You can also email us show suggestions, general feedback, and any ideas that you have for guests at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, guys. New show. So, I am a bit of an asshole online. There, I said it. Is it just me? I like that I I curse on the show now, but I curse in real life. I curse in sessions sometimes. I'm a little bit of, um, I'm a little girl from the ghetto. So, well, the gentrified Stuyvesant Heights now. But... Recently, I have a friend whom I've never met before, but she's definitely somebody that supported me in my career. She's a writer and she's a dope writer. Her name is Ashley Simple and she has written several articles that she's she's gotten my expertise on. I mean, Google them, go on my website. They're all there. And so recently I was on Twitter if you tweet me, I'm ne- I'm going to respond like five years later because I never really see it. I promise now that I have like some things set up to actually see my tweets and have Twitter on my phone. I'll notice them. But anyway, she tweeted something at me, which made me look on her Twitter. And she posted up an article that she recently wrote for the Huffington Post. Go Ash. And... The article was about online counseling. And so she had recently had a positive experience with an online counselor. And I think I responded very brief or terse. It's my fav- one of my good favorite SAT words. So I, I responded in a brief manner just saying, you know, people have to be careful with online counseling. Now, if you've been listening to this show, you know that there's a component of my website where I'm going to be doing online coaching. And I do some business coaching, some relationship coaching, some life coaching. But coaching, if you listen to the other show where I did a show about therapeutic coaching, coaching and therapy is very similar, but it's different. And so... I have had experiences working with online companies. I won't name them, but when I first started and became a therapist, I was working for an online space. And my fear about that, because you have to have your own insurance. I have liability insurance. You have to have you know, your license and those kinds of things. But they didn't really check me out all that well, to be honest with you. I'm not even really sure. One of the companies, and I don't remember which one it was now, 
because there's two there's one talk space that everybody knows about but talk space like really pursued me hard body like I think I have a profile on talk space but I never even went through with it and the reason was because I had worked for another company previously and people were emailing me all kind of batshit crazy stuff in the middle of the night and I was deathly afraid that I would be in the middle of the night sleeping and someone would send me something like they were going to take take their lives and it scared holy hell out of me I was like freshly out of college and I really just wanted to contribute and like do therapeutic work was not the best idea for me to do and so I stopped I stopped like people were asking me weird things like could you testify in my divorce and there's a child abuse case could you write me a letter and I'm like you you emailed me twice ma'am like no I can't write you I don't know anything about you and so it felt so problematic for me that my response to her was you have to be careful with this so I said I'm a bit of an asshole but it's just because when you text there is no context and so my response was not my response didn't land the way I wanted to and so she I just replied so because I replied to it it replied to the Huffington Post and so she emailed me thank God for email but she emailed me a beautiful letter and she was like very kind actually she responded on Twitter and she was like you know I really respect you and I respect your opinion but I stand firm on this and I was like oh girl okay and then I read the article which I should have done first before I commented but I read the article gorgeous beautifully written article about her experience and a positive experience and she's already gone to to therapy previously she's done her self-work and this was just a method that worked for her I'm not saying it doesn't work for anybody and so I went back on Twitter and I clarified the reason that I said this is because as a clinician it puts me in a bad space it puts me in a place where I would be liable for whatever happens with this client and I can't properly diagnose someone with a mental health issue. And if someone has lower functioning and they're, ta- you know, texting me on Talkspace, it could be misconstrued. Like, that's not the best way to do it, right? So, But I was just literally speaking about that platform and, like, email therapy and, like, you know, on that online space. There are multiple ways of doing it that are safe for safe people who are higher functioning, who just don't have a lot of time, who don't have diagnosis, who have mental health issues, life challenges that are beyond your skill set, and mental health diagnoses should not be on these platforms. Period, point blank. Like I need to see them with my own two eyes to figure out what is really going on with them. They need a higher level of care and support. So I kind of said that back and forth. And then she emailed me and she was like, you know, I respect you. I'm sorry. I should have reached out to you online, offline. 
But, you know, I really want to know your perspective and could you explain? I love her. I love that she did that. Because far too many times, we don't nurture the relationships that we have. In my in my error or my in-between meetings response on Twitter, I realized I had taken away the joy of her writing a great article for a new outlet. And that's something that I'm deeply sorry for. And I, I, I was able to communicate that to her when we spoke on email. Like I'm not at a point that I, I'm so arrogant that I don't say when I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. Not too much when I work. Yeah, I'm not really wrong a lot. Okay, but I am wrong. And I do say I'm wrong when I know that I'm wrong. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not always wrong in what I say. But I, I can sometimes be wrong in how I say it. And, and sometimes my intention doesn't land in the space that it's supposed to land in. And, and I realized that she really just wanted to celebrate her win of writing for a brand new art outlet. And I kind of took some win out of her sales. And that wasn't my intention. And so... I did tell her that I would do a show about the incident and I did tell her that, you know, I thought that it was very important that we have a discussion about who should and who shouldn't get online therapy. I think online therapy is valuable and online coaching is valuable. It's, it's actually in the way that I plan on moving some of my practice, but I know I still serve some lower functioning people who literally need to see me, who literally have to have a reason to get up out of their bed every single day to come into the office. They need to be self-motivated enough to come in. But I also have clients who suffer from social anxiety and a phone call would be better. I also have some clients who need to practice interpersonal skills and that can be done over the phone or that can be done via, you know, some of the telemedical tele health, ooh, telehealth programs that a lot of clinicians use. So I didn't want her to think that I was dissing this method of therapy because I do think it's growing and insurance companies are, are trying to struggle to kind of catch up with it. For me, it would make my life a lot easier because, Lord, I would just get a soundproof room and not have to go into my office. It would be cheaper than that best I rent, telling you that. But um, I do think that you have to be careful. I would never recommend ever in a million years that anybody does the email texting therapy. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And my license is, I'm not jeopardizing my license, my years of schooling, and my liability insurance on that foolishness. I'm just not going to do it. I think it's dumb as hell. However, if you're going to do FaceTime coaching, or if you have life issues, 
I don't think that there's anything wrong with online therapy where you can be seen and heard or you can be heard because what happens is the danger of that is that a lot of people should have a diagnosis and don't. So even if you do some of the screening and you ask, have you ever been diagnosed with a mental health issue? doesn't mean that they don't have one. That just means they haven't been diagnosed. And for a lot of people, crazy is their normal. Like they've been living with the symptoms for a really long time. So it becomes normal to them. And so it's hard to have a questionnaire to weed out everything that needs to be weeded out that will keep you as a clinician safe. So I was speaking from the standpoint of a clinician and the standpoint of somebody who was lower functioning, like those services can be dangerous. And so if you are a mental health clinician and you do this kind of work, I would love to hear from you. And if you are pro counseling in this forum, I would also love to hear from you. And if you are a client or a customer who gets counseling online, I want to hear from you too, because I think that it has, it, it provides value. I would never say that it doesn't. As I stated, part of my business will be going online, but I know for a fact that it is a necessity that I really truly have to service the clients that need me one-on-one, one-on-one. And face-to-face is the only way that I could actually see that could do that, provide them value and give them the additional support that they need. So this has been our show. Oh, and it's a short show. Um, Our mental health course is launching May 3rd, 2018, because I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but May 3rd, 2018 and if you want the next cohort or it's just past 2018 or make third when you're listening to this, <laughs> uh, you can send us a text get happy at 66866 or contact us at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, banks.com. Okay. Be well. You've listened to another episode of the Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nikita Banks, licensed clinical social worker. And this is Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. If you are looking for any information, any resources about today's show, or if you just want to drop a line and say, hey, and subscribe to our mailing list, you can do so at our website, blacktherapistpodcast.com. You can send us emails at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please like, comment, share, and subscribe because we want the show to grow as organically as we possibly can. And we cannot do that without you. Thank you for listening. Be well.